Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, a very icy Ontario, Canada today, uh, quite slippery on the roads out there. Uh, we are here with another episode of The Yacking Show, and this is the show that provides you with a greater range of business actionable business ideas and tips in one place on the internet practically than you will find anywhere else. And we always have interesting guests to give you those tips and ideas. Today will be no exception, but first let me introduce Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo, Ontario. Hi Kathleen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So do please keep those coming. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, all you have to do is visit our website at theyackingshow.com, click on the contacts page, and there's a short application form for you to fill out. We'd love to hear from you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. His name is Seth Erickson coming to us from Texas. Hello, Seth. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Now, Seth, you are the founder and chief mischief maker at Storify <laughs> Agency out of, as I said, out of Texas. You help startups clearly communicate their value to the marketplace through storytelling. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your your background, and what's the story behind being the chief mischief maker and starting <laughs> Storify Agency? Um, yeah, so uh, it's a long story, but I'll try to condense it. Um, so I, for a long time, ran a very successful web design agency. Uh, we won a lot of awards. We made a lot of money. And at the end of the day, we found out that we were not actually um, moving our clients' businesses forward. We would say, hey, you got this new website. Are you getting more customers? Are you selling more? And they would say, no, but we really love the website. And that started to become a problem for me because I got into business to help people and mm -hmm. I you know, I am helping them by, by building a website, but I want them, their business to grow and move forward, just like I want my business to grow and move forward. And so kind of ran into this issue where it was like, okay, making lots of money. That's good. Winning awards. That's good. Not actually making a difference. That's bad. Um, so ended up kind of like reevaluating everything that we were doing in the business and, um, and realizing that we needed to, to not just make pretty web designs, but we needed to do something that, that would actually move the needle for our clients. And, mm -hmm. you know, I looked at a lot of marketing stuff and, uh, took a lot of courses, read a lot of books, and I felt like most of it was, um, just not very good. It was a little bit scammy, you know, you're playing on people's emotions, you're trying, you're going for emotional triggers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't like, it just didn't fit me. Right. Like, and I'm not saying any of that stuff's wrong. Obviously it works. A lot of people are very successful at that. Um, so I'm, I don't want to throw any shade on anybody here, but um, I just needed to do marketing in a different way. And a friend of mine uh, gave me a book called uh, winning the story wars by Jonah Sachs. And he said, you know what? I think this would be a match for you. You're a storyteller. You tell stories all the time. This might make sense for what, what you want to do and where you're you want to take your business. And so I read that book and that guy was running a, um, uh, running an agency. They did videos mainly, and they talked about how powerful storytelling was. And I was like, well, this is really interesting. So I read that book and then I read more books and I read, um, 
you know, hero with a thousand faces and learned about the hero's journey and started realizing that there was sort of a formula to um, how you tell a story. And then how do you do that in an effective way to get clients to kind of understand what your value is? How do you uh, do that to differentiate yourself in the marketplace? Um, so I did, you know, read books like uh, script by Robert McKee. Um, so anything I could get my hands on about storytelling, which script is, is storytelling, but it's, you know, more in a script form for a movie. And I said, okay, there's gotta be a way to kind of apply this. And so I just kept reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. I think I, you know, uh, bought like 50 books on storytelling in one year and just read them all and started to realize that like, you know, we can apply some of this to marketing. Um, I would say that that story brand was another uh, great book that kind of explains that. And I kind of got to this point where I was like, you know what, let's start trying some of this stuff. I'm reading a lot, but I'm not taking any action. So we started applying storytelling to emails. We started applying storytelling to websites and lo and behold, our clients started seeing higher click-through rates, longer time on site, lower bounce rates. Um, you know, their, their emails were getting read and, and responded to. And I was like, Hey, we're actually doing what we should have been doing all along. This is great. So, um, so that's kind of the the journey that got me to where where I'm at now. And then um, it just kind of came to a point as well where the um, all this information and knowledge I had, I was like, man, I really want to share this with people. And so, I literally sat down um, and knocked out a book in two and a half weeks because wow. I just already had all the knowledge. Yeah, and I was like, I just need to organize this. The irony of the whole thing is that it took five months to get it edited because I'm not a very good writer. Like, <laughs> my grammar's bad. I repeat myself, you know, like, uh, so, so that was kind of an interesting, uh, journey, but I did enjoy the process and, uh, you know, I'm very, very grateful for all the people who have, um, read the book and given me wonderful feedback. So, so that's, that's a little bit about me, uh, to answer your other question, um, chief mischief maker came up because, you know, it, we run a small company. Our, our hierarchy is pretty flat. Like nobody's like, you know, the CEO or the, you know, the head person. It's like, we're all working together on a, as a team to try to like solve our clients problems. And I'm not better than, than the next person, you know, like I have my strengths, they have their strengths. And so I was like, CEO just seems kind of, uh, you know, too fancy. And, it's like, what do I do? Um, well, you know, I get up to trouble. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a Loki type character. And, um, and so chief mischief maker just sounded great. And yeah, people comment all the time. They're like, that is an amazing title. I wish I had that title. So. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> so I've got to ask you, are you still doing straightforward web design or, or is it all based around helping people build a story now? Well, we, we combine the two together. Okay. So, um, so we have what we call, uh, our, a brand foundation and a brand foundation is basically, um, it's your website because your, a lot of your customers, whether you're running ads or, uh, they see you on something, right? Like you're on a podcast or whatever, they're going to research you and what are they going to do? They're going to go to your website. They see an ad, they're going to go to your website. Any form of marketing quite often is going to lead back to the website. And so, that's where we want to tell the story or start the story about your, uh, your company, your brand, your product, whatever it is. So, so we see the, the brand foundation as your brand being kind of like, you know, 
central to who your company is, but at the center of your brand is a story. And at the center of your story is your customer. Mm -hmm. So we kind of uh, overlay all those things together, but your website tends to be Grand Central Station. That's where everybody's going to go through. And yeah, there's other places like they can go to YouTube and get content and things like that. But once they're interested enough, they're going to, you know, take that step to do the research and Mm -hmm. everything that Google says is, you know, (laughs) that they're going to go through your website. So um, so that's, that's what we do is we, we combine storytelling and building websites and building a brand through, through that central foundation of your website. Uh, can you give us an example of that, of what that looks like, Seth? Because when you're talking, I, I just I get the impression that if you go into a website, usually there's an about us page. So you're not just talking about about us trying to give the story through there to that particular tab on the website, but you're actually creating the entire website to tell a story. Is that right? Yeah. So um, one of the easiest ways to grab people, people's attention when you tell a story is to start with a problem, right? The hero always has to have the inciting incident, right? That they run into. So, so we start with whatever our clients think their client's biggest problem is. And we talk about that. We don't talk about how great their company is, how many awards they've won. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about like, what is, you know, we talk about, like I said, we make the, the, the customer, the center of the story. So we talk about what is the problem that your customer faces because they're experiencing that problem right now. And if you talk about that instead of yourself, then they're going to be more willing to listen and they're going to be more, more willing to dive deeper into um, maybe learning about you, but like, generally people come to you because they're like, I have a problem. It seems like you can solve it. Can you solve it? Right. And you talk about that problem and then you, you talk about that problem at, at deeper levels, right? Lots of people will talk about problems at a surface level. And as an expert, you should be able to talk, you know, two, three layers deeper about like what's going on. This thing is leading to that thing that's leading to this thing is leading to this other thing. So, um, so that's actually what we do is right on the homepage, we start with whatever the challenge is that the customer is facing and we leave it up to our customers to explain to us what that challenge is. And then we take them through a story framework that allows us to kind of pull out of them what the story is that they want to tell. So um, a, a really good example of this is a company called Abbott Construction, A-B-B-O-T-T construction.com. Um, their customer's big challenge is that when they hire a construction company in California, they're immediately not allowed to go on site until the project's finished. So that leaves the customer kind of in the dark, uncertain. They're spending millions of dollars. Is everything getting done all right? <laughs> and so Abbott Construction talks about that you never take a backseat when when you're working with us. Like you are always, um, we're transparent. You're always kept up to date. You never have to feel like um, you're left in the dark. And so they're telling the story about around this problem that their customers have and that they understand and, and um, <laughs> empathizing with their customers. And then they, and then they take that problem and they trans uh, transfer it into what does a transformation look like? Well, when you work with us, you're <laughs> going to get this, you're going to have this experience. This is how it's going to be. And by the time your building is ready, you, you know, are going to feel calm and relaxed because you know, everything's taken down, taken care of down to the, you know, the most minute detail. So that's sort of the st- the story. We it's a uh, the it's a kind of a three act play, problem right solution. That's that's uh, you or your product or service transformation. What does life look like on the other side of that? Are you achieving the thing that you actually want? Because nobody actually 
uh, what's that marketing saying? Nobody buys a drill because they want a drill. They buy a drill because they want a hole. They want a hole. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so that's another thing that we talk to our customers quite often about, like, don't sell what you do sell what your transformation is, right? Right. That's where the story needs to go. That's what people get excited about. You know, at at the end of a story, if a hero is not transformed, then the story is really boring and flat. Like nothing's changed. Like what was the point of the story, right? Nothing's different. And so you want to see, you know, that arc in the hero's journey of the hero's transformation of struggling, overcoming, you know, the guide comes along, the mentor comes along, helps them overcome you know, whatever it is they're, they're dealing with. And then at the end, um, you know, there's rebirth, which is the transformation aspect. So, um, so that's kind of how we explain it to our, our clients and yeah, that's what we do. Mm. Wow. Very interesting. So, sorry, I'm recovering from flu and I'm still coughing. I'm trying not to, but it's a hard (laughs) one. Um, Seth, are most of your clients business to business or do you also do business consumer or do you do both? Um, we, we, we find ourselves doing all, all sorts of things. Um, it, it really just varies, uh, by the year. Um, we've, we've done B2B, we've done business to consumer. Um, the great thing is, is at the end of the day, you're always dealing with humans and humans love stories. So it doesn't matter if we're, we're doing B2B or B2C because, um, you know, the audience generally will respond well to a story as long as you're telling the right story to the right audience. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes, that, that's, right. That's true. Um, are, are marketers and brands get, getting it that they need a story? Is, is that um, <clears throat> perception increasing or, or do you still have some holdouts? You're old school and uh, resist this idea of marketing. No, I, I, I think in general, um, I think we do a pretty good job of explaining it. And quite often people are like, Oh, tell me more. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was all this neuroscience behind, you know, how the brain works and, and takes information and um, how emotions are involved and what, what actually gets us to take action and um, how we retain memories and how memories move from short-term to long-term. Like we kind of explain all this in, in why you, you why you use the story. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's, it's, it's part of an, it's, you know, we do have some people who are like, I love storytelling, help me out. And then we have some people who are like, tell me about the storytelling thing. And then we kind of go through an educational process with them, which is pretty short. It's usually a phone call and they're like, you know, and we'll recommend, you know, that they read the book cause that helps as well. But, um, I haven't found too much resistance, you know, every now and again, you'll have, it's not usually a business. It's like somebody in the business. that's like, well, we've always done things this way. And then you kind of got to like win that person over, <laughs> right. but, um, but that's very rare. So, yeah. Right. Good. Good. Back to you, Kathleen. So how, how do you specifically go about unraveling someone's story? I'm sure there's, you have tactics or, uh, and try to to extract that from from them in some way. How do you go about that? Yeah, so we have a we have a process um, that where we kind of take people through, and you know, like you said, we've got three steps. What is the problem? What is the solution? Mm-hmm. Um, and what is the transformation that your clients are actually looking for? So you know, we talk about that. We talk about um, how do you set yourself up uh, as a mentor, and you know through testimonials, through awards, things like that. Um, and then, you know, we talk about where does your customer want to go and how do you know that that's where your customer wants to go? 
and and usually it's because you know the businesses we've been working with are um, either established or they've they've gone like if they're a startup they've gone and done extensive research right and so um, market research is a huge thing like we've definitely talked to startups who are like had a paragraph on a piece of paper and said can you tell a story and I said I definitely can tell a story I just don't know if it's the right story right <laughs> yeah so um, so understanding your customer uh, makes all all the difference but. Um, you know, that story could be around, around that problem. It could be around a vision, right? Like this is where things are now, but here's where we want to go. Um, there's lots of different types of stories, but generally we'll take them through this framework of helping them understand what is the hero's journey and how do we write that in a way that is, you know, we're not creating a novel of a story. We're, we're creating a very short story. And, and typically, um, when we get done with that process, there's usually five to eight sentences, um, so it's like a paragraph or two, and then we can take that content and then, um, kind of like, uh, write the copy from there. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of questions and our job is just to facilitate the conversation with the client. We don't tell the client, like, this is what your story needs to be. We can make suggestions or recommendations, but generally we're asking questions and saying, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, they may say something that triggers a thought and we may go, well, what if we said it like this? And, or we may ask a question that triggers a thought in the client and the client goes, well, what if we said it like that? Um, so it's sort of a back and forth process, but like, we're not there, even though we're storytellers, we're not there to be like, this is your story. You have to do, tell this story. No, we we're there to make sure we're telling our customer story from their perspective. Right. And, mm -hmm. and in a way that will hopefully connect with their clients. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some some marketers use what I would call endearing entertainment stories that have very little to, sol to do with solving a problem to great effect. I I'm not a great beer drinker, but on the odd occasion when someone says, do you want a beer, we have a Budweiser, I'll say, yeah, I'll go for a Budweiser because I'm a horse person and I can remember watching, I haven't seen them for a while, those great movies, or, um, adverts, Budweiser adverts mm -hmm. with the team of horses. So that story, there was one about the donkey, I think, or, or was it a small foal that wanted to be part of the team? And, and and to me, as a horse person, that was a wonderful story, and it gave me a warm feeling about Budweiser. Right? So it's a total different way of using a story, but I, I think some brands do that quite effectively, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, I mean, Budweiser wasn't necessarily trying to, to – um, so what they're doing in that case is they're they're pulling on on your emotions. Um, so they're not trying to sell you the product directly. They're they're trying to sell it to you indirectly because when they yeah. just like you did, they wanted wanted you to recall. Man, I saw this amazing. You know, I think it was a Super Bowl ad. I think it was it's actually the most watched Super Bowl ad ever um, about these Clydesdales, and and um, the reason they do that is because emotion actually drives us to take action. Um, right. if, if we don't feel one way or another about something, then we won't make a decision. We won't take action. So they wanted you to have like this warm feeling about Budweiser. Um, Coca-Cola actually does the same thing. They, uh, their whole, every commercial, everything is about togetherness and community, yep. mm -hmm. every commercial, right? They want you to think when I get together with my friends, I want to have a Coke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So, so again, they're, they're indirectly selling, um, by, by telling an emotional story, um, that, you know, uh, and emotions get logged, uh, logged in your long-term memory more, more so than facts and figures do. So, sure. mm -hmm. 
you know, like one of the things that neuroscience shows us is that, um, you know, if you don't, um, if there's nothing emotional about it, like, like I said, we won't take action, but also it won't move from short-term to long-term memory. And so one of the ways that I explain this to people is I'm like, think about your best memory, right? There's probably a, a strong emotion attached to that. Now think about your mm -hmm. worst memory. There's also probably a strong emotion attached to that. Now think about the last time you went to the store to buy eggs. Can you remember when you did that? <laughs> Unless it was, you know, yesterday or something, you're probably like, I don't remember. I, I went to the store. I did some stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was there. <laughs> I remember being there. <laughs> like, but there's there's nothing. Um, the uh, there's nothing happening that that simulates that that memory because right. there was nothing emotional attached to it. So, or getting gas or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kathleen. <clears throat> So can you tell us the difference, because I think we saw this on your website, the, the difference between a story incubator and a story accelerator? Yeah, that. so we're just speaking to the the stages that startups are in. Um, you know, one is basically like we, you know, we have like a very tight budget. We can't, you know, do a whole lot, but uh, we know we need something. And then, you know, the next step up from that is like, yeah, we've, we've gotten some funding either you know, from a friends and family investment or uh, angel investment. So we're talking, you know, companies that probably got, you know, 50 to $250,000. Um, but, you know, they don't want to break the bank. And then the third option is basically like we're series funded, like we're, we have millions of dollars, we're ready to go. Let's. And so really it's just the size of the site, but we're going to still tell a story. Although your story will shift and change. That's what we see with startups is um, mm -hmm. especially if they pivot where they think this is our audience. Oh, wait, no, these people over here are buying it, or this is what our product is. Oh, actually it could be used in a completely different way than we realized. Now we got to change our story. Um, so startups kind of go through an ev evolutionary process as they go through that transformation from becoming, from, you know, being, you know, two guys in a garage to, you know, a multi-million dollar, you know, <laughs> series, whatever funded company. Um, and that story kind of evolves with them, but we want to help them tell the story wherever they're at in that journey. Okay. Makes sense. Right. Excellent. Excellent. So let's get on to your book. You, you were telling us <laughs> earlier that you wrote the book in two and a half weeks and it took five months to edit. Um, <clears throat> tell, tell our audience a little bit more about the book and then you've got something for them. I think that we're going to put into the description. So yeah, over to you. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to read a book that uh, basically that I would want to read. I've read a lot of business books. They're um, frankly, not very interesting. They're kind of dry, hard to get through. Mm. Um, really no personality, I think is, is what it, it comes down to at the end of the day. And I, I wanted to not only share with people that storytelling is amazing, but give them um, some factual information about how we understand that the brain works. So there's some people who are like, well, prove this to me. It's like, okay, well, I've got all the science. So um, the first third of the book is really uh, the neuroscience of storytelling. How do, how do we as humans work? How do we retain memory? Um, why do we lose time when we're watching movies? Like, you know, kind of goes into, into all that stuff. The second part is how do you create a story, right? And then the third part is how do you apply a story? That's the other thing I don't like about business mm -hmm. books is they'll tell you what you should do, but they won't tell you how to do it, how to do right? It. Like, it's like me coming on here going, you should be a storyteller, but I'm not going to tell you how to do that. You got to figure that out <laughs> <laughs> or contact me if you want to. Um, 
So I, I go into some very practical uh, explanations in the, in the final third about how do you apply the story to your website? How do you apply story to emails? How do you apply story to ads? Um, and, and give kind of examples. And then along the way, I kind of, um, you know, um, just try to keep things fun and humorous. Um, I think the best comment I ever got about my book was uh, it's like Ryan Reynolds meets Seth Godin. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, that is an awesome <laughs> comment. <laughs> uh, so Canadian treasure, right? Like, <laughs> um, so the book is, is, is kind of sarcastic. It's kind of snarky. I, I swear a little bit in there. Like I, everything I, I do with the book is kind of different than what you would expect. Uh, one of the other fun things is that the book has a playlist. So every chapter has a song underneath it and then there's a playlist on Spotify. So you, so the, the chapter or the song either, either conveys the feeling of the chapter or, uh, the it kind of like mixes in with what, what the content's talking about. So, um, so that's a fun one for, for anybody, uh, who gets the printed book, uh, the audio book can't really have the music. So, <laughs> but you can find the, find the Spotify playlist and, and listen to it if you want, but it's a little difficult to listen to music while I'm talking, but um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, it's lots of fun. And then, yeah, like you said, there's an audiobook. I, uh, I read the audiobook. The audiobook is what I would call the uh, director's unrated cut. I kind of put some of the stuff the editors took out <laughs> <back in> the, <laughs> the audio version. And then there's a interview with me and the director at the end um, and, and a bunch of bloopers and outtakes and stuff. So it's, it's, a it's a little bit different experience if, if, if you've already read the book. So. Good. How, yeah. how can people get it? Uh, so, so the book is on paperback and hardcover on, uh, Amazon. And then the, um, audiobook is like, it's on audible and like, I don't know, 30 other audiobook services. So okay. I can't think of all of them, but it's, it's, it's definitely out there. So definitely out there. No, no problem. We will. And what's the playlist called? There's the important one for music lovers. Uh, the playlist. Yeah. So the, the book is called how to hack humans storytelling right. for startups. Although it, like, don't let the title fool you. Anybody who's running a business, whether it's a big one or a small one, you can use storytelling. And it's like, I use a lot of startup analogies, but like, you'll see how they apply to your business. So it's not mm-hmm. like you can't, um, the Spotify playlist is just called how to hack humans. And, how to um, hack humans. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll I keep it, it simple. <laughs> <laughs> I will look for that. That's, that's great. Good. Well, Peter, we're running low on time here, but I know you have a burning question yep. to ask Seth. So why don't you go ahead and do that? I, I've got two. So let me ask him the short one very quickly. Um, all this publicity in the last couple of weeks about open AI and their new uh, what's it called? Oh, I've forgotten the name now. Get where people are going raving. They've had a million signups in two weeks on AI-generated content. Is mm-hmm. this going to convince a whole lot of people who can't tell stories that they actually can use AI to tell stories? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your thoughts? Well, I don't know much about the software. I mean, I'm I'm aware that that AI writing software exists. Um, I've never really looked into it. Um, to be honest, like, you know, there is a formula to storytelling and if there's a formula to something, then it's, it, it's possible that somebody could, um, use AI to, to follow that pattern, whether or not that creates a good story or not. Um, that, that remains to be seen because, um, 
we've you know we've seen with a lot of movies like people will do formulaic stuff and then when it becomes too formulaic it becomes dry and yep. and uninteresting so um so the even though there's a pattern there's a lot of variation in that pattern it's just like music you know there's only so many notes on a keyboard <laughs> and yet people keep making different styles of music and new things all the time and so um whether or not an ai will get to the point of of being as creative as we humans are um, I don't know, probably, but I don't think we're there now. I just think mm -hmm. that from what I've seen, AIs can write well, they can put content together, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to like an AI is going to be able to understand human emotion and nuance and things like that. Sure. So sure. that's kind of, no, yeah, I, I agree with you. So here's a burning question and I'll get it done quick because <laughs> Kathleen's chasing me. We're going to run out of time. Um, we ask all our successful people and you've had experience with lots of businesses, over the time you've been in business. So Seth, is there, to your mind, is there one habit characteristic or um, mindset that differentiates people who become successful? And I don't just mean making a lot of money. I mean, having a balanced life, having a good life. Is there something simple that differentiates them from the average or is it more complicated? Um, I would say that, what is it? that you should always be learning like continuing mm -hmm. education. Yeah. Um, I think if you're, if you're learning, then you're evolving. And as you evolve, things get better. You get better at your business. You get better with your relationships. You get better with your, whether it's your relationship with the spouse or your children or family members or clients or, or whatever. Like, so if you have that mindset that like, I'm going to learn every day and you don't come in going, I know everything because nobody knows everything. <laughs> Um, and you look at, try to look at your, your business or whatever you're doing with fresh eyes and go, how can I approach this differently? I mean, that's what kind of took us down the path of storytelling and mm -hmm. obviously storytelling, I think is an important skill, but I think if you're just continuously open to learning, open to, to learning new things, open to, um, being able to see something from a different perspective and not just assuming that, you know, everything, then I think that you will continue to transform as a person, which is, I think an amazing hero's journey. Right. Wonderful. Thank you very much for that. That's great. Kathleen, yes. back to you. What a great response. Thank you so much yes. for joining us today, Seth. We so appreciated having you on the show. Oh, but first, before we go, how do people yeah. find you? Yeah, that's important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're at storyfyagency.com. Storyfy is S T O R I F Y agency.com. Um, if you'd like to check out a free chapter, the first chapter of the book, which starts talking about the neuroscience, if you go to storyfyagency.com slash yakking, um, then you can um, you can find us there. Obviously, we talked about that you can find the book on Amazon or Audible. And um, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, lots of people will connect and we'll chat and, and uh, have different conversations there. But um, you should be able to find me pretty easily set there and look for the old chief mischief maker. You've got the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Thanks very much. Seth. Thank you so much for that. Thank Seth. you. And uh, once again, thank you all for tuning into our show and until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.